Welcome to the Holistic Healing Hour, where we bring you tools and inspiration for emotional, mental, spiritual, and physical well-being. I'm Monica Gonzalez, yoga teacher and co-founder of Sweet Eden. My co-host today is Melissa Binkley, CEO of Healthy Healing Habits, certified health coach and transformation coach for the Pure Body Love. You are listening to the Holistic Healing Hour on Own Your Power. We are here in the sunny South Florida in Own Your Power Studios, powered by Media 55, Stan Harris, and Trent Partridge. So we're back for another powerful show, ladies, and it's great to be back. We haven't been back in a couple days. And um, hello, Melissa. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to be here and joining you for this wonderful afternoon. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks. <laughs> Thank for having. Thank you for having me. So um, today, once again, we want to take the time out to our listeners for supporting the Holistic Healing Hour on Own Your Power movement, and we have a special guest in the Zen Room today, Dr. Phyllis Hubbard. Thank you for joining us. Thanks Thank for you. having me. So today, we're going to talk about the art of Ayurveda and some of the um, principles and what what Ayurveda consists of. Last week, our show, we discussed uh, Zen through meditation. We opened, we talked about opening spiritual practices and closing them with special prayers and affirmations, the benefits of meditation, misconceptions of meditation, different types of meditation guided and silent, and um, pretty much it. So uh, for the listeners who missed it, you could always catch the show online. Um, you can go through www.ownyourpower.biz and hit the radio, or you can go and listen to old podcasts. So, awesome! Sounds like a great time. I can't wait till I missed last week's meditation. So, oh yeah, we I'm had have Cyrus. To yeah, we had <laughs> Cyrus Raw in the in the Zen. We call this the Zen Den. <laughs> so he did a whole. He did an entire meditation. He did um, a guided meditation. Not only that, he did a sound type of meditation so he did some omings and clearing out some of the the chakras and stuff like that so it's pretty cool uh, very very intense actually I love that I've been I'm on a journey right now I'm doing a 30 days of meditation I meditate off and on you know usually you only get like three or four days in a week and so now I'm on this 30 days straight and just I'm in t- 10 days in and it's been amazing the things that have been happening and opening up in my life and I'm just I can't say enough about how powerful meditation really is to creating power in your life how how how, how often are you meditating like how many minutes out the day or is it an hour it, no, I'm not doing a full hour uh, every day. I'm, d- I'm doing at least 20 minutes, but uh, there are there were some days where I did an hour, hour and a half. Um, I'm breaking them up. I'm doing different ways. I've tried mantra meditation. I'm doing chakra meditation. I'm trying to what, see what works for me. I'm doing present moment awareness, mm-hmm. which is really powerful, which are just minutes at a time sometimes. But just keeping that is really powerful into really opening up my mind and my and creating things and manifesting things. I saw that on your Facebook. I'm like, I need to do that whole challenge, like a 30-day challenge of meditation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we could sit there and, and do a whole, like, every day. I don't do it every day like I should, but I want to do well, that that's whole why Well, that's why I made the commitment. I said, let me do it and see what happens for 30 days. Let me really put the effort forward to it, because the last time I did that was for Winter Feast of the Souls, which is a 40-day event. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I kind of got off track, so now I was back on it. And every time I do amazing things happen so I just you know it's just a reminder that I need to be in touch with my inner self and my soul and I really understand where I'm at 
Yeah, it's a um, great, great tool for, um, I guess, self-awareness and being in the present moment as mm -hmm. well. So right now we're about to take a quick break. And so take a moment to pull out your pens, your pads, your iPads, your iPhones, and go ahead and download the app. And we'll be right back after we take a few moments here to meditate and get our Zen back. Are you a holistic business owner looking to network with like-minded professionals and grow your business? Then you need to learn all about the Holistic Chamber of Commerce of Fort Lauderdale and Broward County. They have monthly meetings, workshops, and masterminds that are not only fun and entertaining, they are designed to help you grow and expand your business so you can make a bigger impact and serve more people. Go to their website, holisticfortlauderdale.com, and sign up for their mailing list and learn more about their upcoming events. That's www.holisticfortlauderdale.com. Welcome back to the Holistic Healing Hour. I'm Melissa Binkley in the Zen Den with Monica and Dr. Phyllis Hubbard. Today, Dr. Phyllis Hubbard, who is a motivational speaker, health and life coach, wellness program designer, and founded Radiant Health Strategies, is going to teach us about Ayurveda. Dr. Phil is a professionally trained as a board-certified naturopathic doctor and, an air, and a Qigong instructor, Reiki master, and licensed massage therapist. We're going to discuss how she discovered Ayurveda in her life and the principles behind it. What is a dosha or our body type in Ayurveda and the difference between the modern science and the ancient science of this wonderful ancient medicine. So welcome, Dr. Phil. I'm so glad to be here. Thank Thanks you for, for having joining me. us. We love talking about a, Ayurveda. <laughs> he has such a beautiful, radiant smile. You have like radiance all over you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, it goes with the business, thank God, right? Yeah, I know, right? Radiant health. <laughs> radiant health. Radiant That'd be a problem. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be radiant health anymore. <laughs> oh, so tell goodness. us, how did you discover um, Ayurveda? Ayurveda. Oh, how interesting. Well, Basically, I was pretty desperate by the time I found Ayurveda. I had been suffering for about 27 years with chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, uh, COPD, as mm -hmm. they call it now. It was chronic bronchitis, and I really didn't have an answer. I couldn't figure out what to do. And so literally, I was in a bookstore, and, and I just couldn't stop walking past this particular section in the in the bookstore and it happened to be uh the G the deepak chopra section which was very interesting um and i came from a very you know religious background so i was like oh, i can't pick up those books that's kind of <laughs> you know my family's gonna like excommunicate me uh, but i you know but something inside was like you've got to look you've got to mm -hmm. investigate the truth for yourself right and so i picked up a book um he had a book called 
uh, the seven spiritual laws of success, oh, yeah. right? Which helped to open my mind to the possibility that there was another world out there. Mm -hmm. And then I discovered another book of his called Perfect Health, which is an introduction to Ayurveda. And it was the first book that I believe was written for an American audience to help understand Ayurveda. So I started practicing the principles of Ayurveda and in three months, my COPD was gone. So you did it on your own? You didn't I did have like a teacher? Own. You I, didn't seek no. out anyone or anything like I that? I did not, I did not. I started studying the principles on my own and something just clicked for mm -hmm. me and I became so passionate about it that I started studying Ayurveda constantly, mm -hmm. constantly, and uh, became an Ayurvedic practitioner first before I became a naturopathic doctor. Wow. So tell us a little bit of the principles, or, uh, well, for the listening audience who don't really know about Ayurveda, what, what is it, uh -huh, right? What exactly. is Ayurveda? It's hard to say, actually, right? Mm -hmm. It's a very um, complicated science that can be quite simple as well, and I try to break it down and make it simple. Ayurveda literally uh, is a Sanskrit word that means the science of living, how to live your life. And that was very profound for me because before I was listening to medical doctors and they would say, take this medication and I would continue to get worse. And I'm like, well, is there anything else I can do? And they're like, well, take more medication. And I'm like, okay, but I'm getting worse, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. uh, and it never dawned on me that I needed to think about how to live my whole life, mm -hmm. right? How to actually live on this planet. And so that was, that was a whole different arena for me. So it's the science of living. And basically, it teaches you that we are comprised of specific elements, which I'll break down for you in a moment. And we're comprised of all of these elements, but some of us display them in different ways, right? They're different body types. And mm -hmm. so we'll get into what that is called doshas, right? And then depending on what those body types are, they show you reveal to you where you might go when you're not balanced, right? And so I think it's real important for people to understand basically Ayurveda is how to live your life, body, mind, emotions, and spirit. So the principles apply to all of those things. Everything, just bringing the whole holistic element to the whole practice. The whole, it's your whole life. It's your whole life. So in other words, for you to say, well, my work life is falling apart, but I exercise. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't work, right? Yeah. Or people say, well, you know, my marriage is falling apart, but I just got this big promotion. There's, that's a big problem, yeah, right? Yeah. It's a big problem. There's an area in your life that you have to fix. So if everything is not working, then really nothing is working. It's just a matter of time before the other things start to break down. So you need to look at any area of your life that's vulnerable and begin to work on strengthening that area. And that's pretty much what Ayurveda is about. And that's very powerful because you can really see the fact that with Ayurveda, that's what that means. But that's kind of also the meaning behind holistic. If you yeah. actually yes. look at it, it's like yes. that whole life yes. cycle of looking at everything from a, from a, 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 a point of view. So you're looking at all of those things around. And I just have to mention the fact that the fact that you were able to do this without the help of anyone else and started that that is just a way for everybody out there listening to know and understand that this is not something that you have to be a doctor to do you can do yeah. this you can learn to start healing your life and healing your body and it just takes small steps and it's not a big leap and you can do it and that's yeah. i'm glad that you explained that because i think yeah. a lot of people get yeah. afraid or fear that they don't know how to take that next step or they don't know what yeah. to do because they have so much more that you know that they're going to have to do or be 
to actually get healed and be well. Well, there's no one size fit all mm -hmm. strategy for anyone. And, and that's one of the things that kind of drives me crazy. People will say, hey, Dr. Phil, Noni juice. I heard about it. It's great. And I'm like, it's great for some people. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be great for everyone. Sorry. There is no fruit, herb, pill, nothing that is going to work, you know, flat out for everyone. What's going on in your life? So to give you an, I'll give you an Ayurvedic example before we get into the actual doshas. Let's say we have two women, mm -hmm. right? And both of them are having digestive issues. Uh -huh. One woman is going through menopause and having hot flashes, right? The other woman isn't. She's a young, maybe 25-year-old. They're both having digestive issues. Which herb then do I give to them? Well, we know that both ginger and peppermint are great for healing digestive disorders. But if I treat them just like they're the same, then that doesn't make sense because the person going through hot flashes probably not a good idea to give them ginger. Yeah. Why? Because ginger <laughs> is hot, <laughs> yeah. right? It's yeah. just going to make you more hot. So mm -hmm. you have to understand what that person's going through. I'm going to give her peppermint, uh -huh. right? Mm -hmm. Because that'll help balance her out and cool her down. And so that is another co concept of Ayurveda is that you balance with opposites. If your body runs really hot, you understand that every food has a hot, wet, a dry, and um, an oily kind of consistency, mm -hmm. and so or dry. So it's very interesting to to look at that and and explain to people where you are right now will help me discover what I can use to help you get wherever it is you need to go. Mm -hmm. So that's such an amazing um, practice, or just even that whole science behind it. I um I don't know much of it. Well, I haven't practiced much into it, but. Being in the yoga community, you know, you start learning and, and hearing about all these things. And it's just such an interesting aspect in that it's in a whole holistic practice and it's an everything um, practice. And you're you're at there's the whole element of diet, mm -hmm. mind, mm -hmm. body, spirit to mm -hmm. it. And it's a it's a really beautiful science. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the maybe the history or how far it dates back do you know well the best well thousands mm -hmm. and thousands of years there's there's debate about that um but at least five thousand years the texts go back and and basically what happened was sages these mm -hmm. wise sages uh, after much meditation and contemplation started looking around at the world and they were like okay this is really interesting everything changes in nature everything yeah. Everything changes. They're, the snakes change. You know, they shed their skin, and bears go hibernate. But what do we do, as humans? We don't look like we change when the seasons change. That, if everything in nature changes, and we are humans in nature, we must change. Yeah. So I think that's very profound. That thousands of years ago, they had that insight to ask that question, and that's the question that led to what came to be holistic medicine, mm -hmm. right? And so they're looking around and going, okay, if the changes aren't visible that we can't, something that we can see, it has to be invisible, something that we cannot see. So they started studying how do we change from the inside, right? And it takes a great deal of meditation and awareness yeah. to come to this. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's 
it's so it's mind-boggling that they came up with that and so through many many years of study and practice and I'm sure experimentation they developed uh, this practice that has come to know be known as Ayurveda um, and they are in specific texts called the Vedas mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. right and so those texts are from you know which Ayurveda came and you know yoga is yeah. born from well, Ayurveda yeah so very very fascinating stuff how long have you been practicing Ayurveda that would date me. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, let's see. In spirit, there is yeah. no time. There is no time. But let's just say I discovered it in my mid-20s, which was just a few years yeah, ago. wow. <laughs> hey, that's about the same time I discovered Ayurveda and started yeah, studying it, too. Yeah, just a couple of years so. ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A really, really long time. It's been a, a, a long, uh, it's been with me since the wow. end of, of COPD because it is the first, it was my introduction to what came to be holistic healing for me. Before then, all I knew was you get sick, you go to the yeah, doctor. Yeah, I mean, that's just the culture in any way. You yeah. know, you get sick, you go to the yeah. doctor, you get a pill that has these other side effects that are going to throw something else off. And yeah. And, you know, and I want to actually speak to what you mentioned about this not having to have a practitioner to Mm -hmm, understand mm -hmm. you have to ignite the power that's inside of you Mm -hmm. and even if you have a doctor even if you have a practitioner I always tell everyone question everything including what I'm telling you right now you're going to just believe it because I'm saying it no you have to test it out for yourself it's very very important no matter who I don't care who says it you have to question for yourself because there's always going to be something within you that's a little bit different that you might have to tweak, right? So this is an mm-hmm. important thing. And so you are led by your own internal power. And then when the practitioner says something, you're like, oh, yeah, that resonates with mm-hmm. me. Then they'll say something else and you'll go, well, you know, I don't know. And in Ayurveda, there may be 15 different herbs that work for you. And, and this is particularly true in um, Ayurveda Uh, aromatherapy Mm -hmm. you know basically what I'll do is say these are the specific herbs that would help to heal your body now smell them and the people would smell and they go oh that's good oh I don't like that one oh that's good you know I'm like okay those are the ones that's how you figure out which ones to use for the person because they like it but any of them could have worked right but there are specific ones that work perfectly for your body because you like the scent Mm -hmm. right so you have to work um, it's a co-creation mm-hmm. with your practitioner, with even your medical doctor. When they just tell you stuff, you can't just pay yeah, attention, yeah. listen just well, because they're saying it, right? But this yeah. is what this is what people do all yeah. the time. We need to wake up from that. Well, and that's exactly. I was in that same place that you were. I was very sick when um, when I started trying to find alternative answers, and the first thing that came that I found was Ayurveda, mm-hmm. and that was what started me into my path of holistic healing and healing all my issues and things that I had. So it's it's beautiful to see somebody else that, you know, that that was their first touch, the Ayurveda, and learning that it is a co-creation. It's finding out what works right for you and how you can use the things that you start to learn and, and change. And, and then know also that over time, because your bodies become balanced or imbalanced, mm-hmm. that things will change and that they won't always be the same. Something sure. that may have worked for you before will maybe yeah. eventually uh, down the road not work again. And you have to always just keep creating that and understanding it. Right, right. The universe is progressive and we are in within the universe. So we have to be progressive. You can't be like a yeah. stagnant pool of water. You have to flow. Mm-hmm. Be flexible. All right. Always, always. So what services or what things encompass Ayurveda? Is it 
diet. You said you mentioned herbs, yeah. aromatherapy. Aromatherapy. It's all of that. And movement and as well as many different types of therapeutics. Before I went to massage school, I learned massage through Ayurveda. Thank heavens I did that. Because the way you learn massage in Ayurveda is so different than the way it's taught here. And it's funny that I had to teach myself to, to talk to people differently when I would massage them because in Ayurveda, it's all about the gut yeah. and the belly, right? Mm -hmm. And But when you go to a regular massage therapist, they don't even touch you there, right? So I'd have to say, okay, this is what's gonna happen. I'm gonna have to work your belly and da 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 And this is, you know, and the people, you know, women would be like, oh, girl. Yeah. Oh, see, I've been looking for that. I need to come see you. I'm always upset. I'm like, why do they always miss the good parts? Yeah, like, yeah. I probably would be like, ah. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I... Well, you know, it takes a little bit of coaching to help people get through. But there's many, many different types of treatments. One is, you know, different types of massage therapy. Mm -hmm. There are different types of oil treatments. A lot of people have heard of Shiradara, you know, the oil coming and, on or, the third eye. I mean, there's And then there's Abhyanga, which Abhyanga, is, oh, which is great, which is uh, daily oilination of the body, which is fantastic. There are bastis. Basti means to cleanse, which yeah. is like enemas and, mm -hmm. you know, many, many, many different types of ways of working with cleaning the body. But, yes, nutrition is a very, very important part of Ayurveda, but is one of many, many different ways of, of looking at how to heal the body. So what is the oiling of the eyes? That's called neti. Okay. Net, netrabasti, they call it neti. So it is a ghee, which is like a clarified butter, mm -hmm. right? And they make a, a donut out of like wheat usually and, and water. You know, it's like literally a donut they put around the eye and then pour um, ghee in there. And then you open the eye and move the eye around. And then the, you do a specific type of treatment to clear out the eye. And it is well, phenomenal. It, what does treatment. that do? Well, it does a lot of things. One, it gets excess mucus out of the eye. If something has gone into the back of the eye, it comes out like one of my, my teacher told me a story of a guy who had something in his eye and he couldn't figure out what it was. It was driving him crazy. And it literally through, because the oil um, lubricated the eye so much, she was like, okay, I see this little hair. She started pulling. Oh my god! She pulled a hair this big out of his eye, which is like two feet long. Mm. Yeah, and so amazing. So. The opposite of dry in Ayurveda is not wet, it's oily, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so when your eyes are dry, they need oil, they don't need water, which is why Visine doesn't really work. The best thing for the eyes would be ghee or uh, castor oil. Do you do that? Oh, yeah. I was going to ask the, this. I mean, when, I first, when I first went through Panchakarma, which is a, east, uh, um, a way of cleansing mm -hmm. the body, it means five actions, way of cleansing the body, the, my, my teacher, Diana said, I want you to, to try this netrobasti. It's really important. I was like, girl, you're not going to put no butter in my eye. It ain't happening. <laughs> you know, and she talked and talked and talked about it. And then when she finally did it, I had so much anxiety around it. She uh. poured the oil in. And I was like, okay, just let me know. For me, I was, you know, like, <laughs> oh, just, yeah. let, just let I me know imagine. when I can open my eye. And she goes, she says, your eye is already open. And I was like, what? And I, <laughs> it was so relaxing. And then every time I saw her, I was like, I have to do that to the I have to do it. You know, it was fantastic. So, 
Oh, I'm gonna have to. Uh, wow, yeah. I'm gonna have to try it. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really, you like really you, what, can we do double? We can do a double date on it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> double date on it. Uh, that sounds like many different treatments. But but let me just say this to be clear: in Ayurveda, we look at emotion, we look at herbs, we look at um, nutrition, and we look at body work and therapeutics. Right. So you can think of it in those four specific areas, but then each of those areas are huge. Huge, huge, huge areas. Mm -hmm. So many different ways of, of working with nutrition and herbs and, and therapeutics and body work and all that. Wow, it's such a oh, it's such it's a awesome. Yeah, that's a very fascinating science. So um, right now we're getting ready to take a break. We're gonna take a moment to get our zen back. Take a deep yogic breath, a deep belly mm. breath. Sorry, deep cheek on <laughs> breath. I'm a cheek on teacher. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have a dispute on the breath. <laughs> <laughs> so for all those listening out there, if you're not already a fan on the Holistic Healing Hour radio show, go ahead and please hit our uh, like on Facebook.com, On Your Power Radio. And we will be right back after this little moment of Zen. Are you a holistic business owner looking to network with like-minded professionals and grow your business? Then you need to learn all about the Holistic Chamber of Commerce of Fort Lauderdale and Broward County. They have monthly meetings, workshops, and masterminds that are not only fun and entertaining, they are designed to help you grow and expand your business so you can make a bigger impact and serve more people. Go to their website, holisticfortlauderdale.com, and sign up for their mailing list and learn more about their upcoming events. That's www.holisticfortlauderdale.com. Welcome back to the Holistic Healing Hour. I'm Melissa Binkley in the Zenden with Dr. Phyllis and Monica. I would like to introduce you to our sponsor, the Holistic Chamber of Commerce Fort Lauderdale chapter at holisticfortlauderdale.com. So we're in the Zenden speaking to Dr. Phyllis. And so we're going to finish up the um, some of the topics on Arveda. <gasps> I know. It's so hard to say goodbye. I know. I have so much more to say. I know. I want to <laughs> learn so much. Like, where did you go? This to is school? a topic we could do like five thousand shows on. <laughs> oh, yeah. At least. Go, yeah. At least. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go home and go pick it. What's that book again? Well, it's <laughs> called Perfect Health. Perfect Health. And by by Deepak Chopra. Yeah, it's very very easy to understand. It's written for an American. There are many books on Ayurveda, but that's where you need to start at, with an American brain. Yeah, and then little by little, you can start reading the other texts, and they they they'll make more sense to you if you read Perfect Health first. Yeah. that's usually what I suggest. John Dooliard's another really good one. Yeah, I've a lot of his stuff. And, yeah, um, if you're an athlete, uh, John Dooliard's work is he's got a great one. That that's how I started because I was an athlete. Sports. When I, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, he's great too. Well, so we want to know what a dosha is. I always hear dosha. What's your dosha? What's your dosha? You know, it's <laughs> kind of a uh, a 
pet peeve subject of mine <laughs> <laughs> to talk about the doshas because people get stuck in the doshas. Yeah, they're like so, so let's back up a little bit and say that Ayurveda is based on elemental theory. So we've got five elements, ether, air, fire, water, earth. And so the doshas are a combinations of these elements. And so these elements have specific qualities to them. So each of the doshas represent a combination. So I'll give you an example of them in their proper term, and then I'll break it down in, in English so mm -hmm. that it actually makes sense. So we have vata, which is a word that I believe means change, right? It's mm -hmm. the best way to, to describe it. And it is comprised of ether and air. And ether and air has specific types of qualities. A vata person uh, is a person that, you know how your mind is just racing yeah. all the time from one thought to the next. Blah, blah, blah. These are people that can be a little bit spacey, mm. but when they're balanced, they have wonderful qualities of networking. And, you know, they know somebody who needs something and know someone that can provide it. And they're running around there. They can multitask and, and do all of that, that cool stuff. So there are many different qualities to them, but they're comprised of ether and air. Mm -hmm. And ether and air has a long list of qualities, mm -hmm. right? So then you have um, fire and water, which is pitta, the pitta dosha, right? And pitta dosha, if you think about fire and water together, um, think about stomach. Your stomach acid is a combination oh. of hot, fiery water, right? And the stomach is actually the seat of pitta and anxiety as well. So it's very, very interesting to see how that plays out. So fire and water, these people are usually natural-born leaders, mm -hmm. uh, the president is a pitta for sure. You know, it just, they have a specific yeah. way of walking and talking and, uh, and they like to be in positions of power. Actors, lots of, and they like to be in the limelight. So <laughs> actors, <laughs> actors are pittas, you know, so they are uh, very, very interesting. So comprised of fire and water. And then the final dosha is called kapha and kapha is comprised of water and earth. So if you mix water and earth together, what do you get? Mud. 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 <laughs> right, so they can get stuck, right? Uh -huh. They can get a little bit stuck. Sometimes they tend to carry a little bit more weight, and but not always, not always. But they are like the Mother Earth kind of people. You know, the person that you go to and they're comforting and they're calming and they're grounded. It's they're just a big solid person. Solid. Yeah. They're the solid <laughs> like ones, right? So there is a need for all of mm -hmm. these. And what I find, the reason why I say it's kind of a pet peeve topic for me is that people will say, oh, my pizza is acting up today. And I have to <laughs> remind people that this vata, pitta, kapha, uh, think of it is vata as being changed, mm -hmm. pitta as being focused, and kapha as being nourished, right? So... Can you change focus and nourish yourself throughout the day? Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is because now you can't get stuck in pitta. Because people talk about pitta or kapha for so long, they forget what the actual word means. Yeah. Right? And so change, focus, nourish. If you are in a situation right now where you cannot get something off your mind, you, re you require change. Mm -hmm. right? If you're stuck in the mud, you require change. If you are too focused, you require change. So, so there's a purpose for that. So look at your life and see where you can change, focus, nourish. You know what? I have a long day. There's a whole bunch of stuff I have to get done today. I haven't eaten at all. What do you need? You need some nourishment, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? So you need to nourish your body. So instead of getting into all of the specifics and so forth, think of change, focus, nourish. Look at your life. 
what's happening. I've been focused on this task for five hours. I need to get up, stretch, move. I need to change. Mm -hmm. I need to move my body, get some extra exercise, some energy flowing so that I don't become stagnant. Mm -hmm. So you look at it in every area of your life. Look at your relationships. A relationship is a little bit stagnant right now, but you don't want to talk about it. Then your partner doesn't want to talk about it. And then what happens? I say life is like a garden. You pull the weeds and you plant the seeds. When the weeds start popping up and you don't pull them, big problem, Yeah. right? So you have to look at your whole life and every aspect of your life and your work life, your physical body. Does something need to change in the body, mm -hmm. right? Have you not been exercising enough? All of those things are really important. So the hot, wet, cold, dry quality as well as the ether, air, fire, water, earth is important. And I mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, you have the two women, mm -hmm. right? So to understand that all foods and all things have a hot, wet, cold, dry quality as well helps you to get a little bit more specific when you're dealing with Ayurveda. Right. So are you able to look at someone and know what their, their element most of the time I can look at someone, I, I prefer like checking their pulse and having conversations with them as well because sometimes they look like one thing and there's something else. So it's very, it's very interesting to see. But just to give you an example, when I was having the COPD, dealing mm -hmm. with COPD, that's a kapha issue. The, the lungs are the seat of kapha. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I had heavy, heavy kapha, but I'm, I'm pitta actually, I'm pitta kapha. Right? Oh, really? And sometimes pitta vata. You know, I'm almost <laughs> tridoshic in that, in that respect. So it's very, very interesting to see. So I am a pitta. You can think of me primarily as this focus person, mm -hmm. right? But I had an imbalance mm -hmm. of something else, mm -hmm. right? And so I had to work on that in order to bring it into balance. And so <laughs> the way I like to explain to people is this. If, if I were a burglar and I wanted to break into your house, do I break into the window that is covered by cactus and pyrancanthia and yeah. have big old light shining <laughs> on it and no i'm not gonna break into that i'm not window, going through right, that right, window right. at all i'm not going through that window right not unless i want to leave some you DNA. Going through the other back right, window right. Yeah. there's a back window that's cracked you uh -huh. know the seal yeah. and the window's cracked and all that so what ayurveda does is it teaches you what your vulnerabilities are it looks for those cracks right mm -hmm. it looks for those dark spaces in your life in your mental life in your emotional life in your spiritual life in your physical body and teaches you how to be aware of those things so that you can strengthen them mm -hmm. and that's what's really that to me is the power of ayurveda become aware and see where in your life you need to make these changes and then you balance it with opposites mm -hmm. right so where you see dry then you add oily right where you see cold you warm it up right so vata people tend to run cold yeah. right so yeah vata you uh, have uh, vata yeah, body well, type stay, yeah well, absolutely cold, like. <laughs> yeah so then you need to eat more warming mm -hmm. nourishing foods to keep you going you have to do different types of exercise mm -hmm. as well and vatas tend to love things that are not good for them right yeah yeah so for <laughs> they do yeah. they love well, oh she's like oh girl you know it yeah right, right, i'm like right. thinking change, about I'm like no change, no change, no change, my, right? wait a minute hold right. on pass so the the, <laughs> the heavier set uh usually a kapha body type which means nourish right mm -hmm. that body type they're a great body type for more raw foods mm -hmm. but they don't want raw food the zavata people they want the raw food right they yeah. want to eat it all the time and but but they're not supposed to eat as much raw food and you'll notice that you'll start to see them looking depleted you see bone popping up i'm like you make 
veganism and raw food look bad because you're you're messing it up. Mm-hmm. You're making your you're depleting your body, mm-hmm. and because you look depleted, then other people go, "Well, that, I don't want to be healthy yeah. if I gotta look like that." <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And so the the nourished people need to get up and move, and then the the people the change people need to kind of slow it down a little bit. Yeah. And so it's see, I like soups, but I also like a lot of raw food too. Yeah, and it's not that it, raw food's great mm-hmm. for everybody, but usually your body type tends to want lots more way more raw food than your digestive system can yeah, handle. yeah actually i do i always crave it like raw yeah kale yeah mm. but you you can cook it just a little bit and uh-huh. add some warming spices to it and then that's how you would balance it out someone told me that you shouldn't ever eat raw kale or you know some of those vegetables raw that you really need to add heat to them there are some vegetables that are a little bit better um slightly cooked but think about it this way if you eat alive foods you look alive yeah if you eat dead foods yeah yeah yeah. that's how i I always so raw foods are really good for you and you know there's a lot of misinformation out there about so you were talking about her with the vada and how sometimes vada they um they tend to go towards things that are not always the best for them isn't Mm -hmm. that true um when with any of the different body types that if they're that if you're out of balance your body will usually go towards the thing that you're that you're not like me i love hot things and fire and stuff but i'm it's the worst thing for me but i can't (laughs) help it i'm like i have to but i'll know i know better like in the summers to really stay away from it because otherwise i'd like bust out in blisters and yes and things like that it's but it's so funny i get drawn to the things i know that i'm not supposed to have it's like my body says i want you i'm addicted to you i love you right and it wants to be this it wants that sameness but i need to eat the cooling the cucumber the something something else completely like to cool you down the pepper yeah exactly yeah it's true it's true because folks love hot peppery things and in you know the most important thing is to remember that when you are triggered that's when you really want to back up off of the heat Mm. right so if you're angry you don't want to go eat a bunch of chili peppers because that's going to make you more angry (laughs) right yeah oh yeah my wife's going to be so happy to hear that she's going to know now what to do you're angry you're not allowed to have those peppers (laughs) quick peppermint stat yeah exactly Yeah, it's really it's really important. So you look and so that takes us back to Ayurveda, meaning Mm. how to live your life. And so that's why when people ask me these questions, I try to make it as broad as possible so that you're not looking at just nutrition. You're not looking at just herbs. You're looking at every aspect of your life. Anger is a fiery emotion. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if you have three people, Vata, Pitta, Kapha, change, focus, nourish. Right. And someone walks up to each person and says the exact same thing. I can't stand you, <laughs> right? The Vata person is going to be like, ah, and run away. The Pitta person is going to be like, yeah, you want to take this outside? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Oh, my God, my sister. You know, <laughs> what? Okay. And then the, the Kapha person is going to be like, oh, yeah. I'm going to eat some chocolate because you're probably lying. <laughs> I suck, you know. <laughs> chocolate and go sit in a corner you know Uh, so understand who you are and where you go when there's an imbalance the the purpose of the dosha is to show you where you go when there's an imbalance mm -hmm. but if you would remember that you are all of the elements and you seek to bring balance Uh all the time constantly changing focusing nourishing through meditation this is why meditation is a really important part 
of Ayurveda because it makes you more aware. You become aware, okay, right now I'm feeling extremely angry, right? So let's not go for the chili peppers. Maybe I need to get some <laughs> peppermint tea right now and start doing some deep breathing, right? When you do that, you're strengthening the area within you that is vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do that, then you set up disease right mm -hmm. you set yourself up for disease so the liver is the host of of anger as an emotion really? right and so people that have a lot of repressed anger become alcoholics and you know you mm. see there's a very strong correlation between all of these things i had a lot of grief in my life as a child and so i developed something that was kapha in that has to do with the lungs the lungs is holds the seed of guilt and grief Right. So when hmm. you have a lot of grief, it's it's sticky in there and then you have that that issue. So you have to deal with the emotion as well as the nutrition when you're recovering yeah. from these diseases. So now I know I've always had liver and lung problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of anger and a little bit of grief and sadness. Yeah. Good to go. Right, uh, right, I can right. clear it all now. <laughs> yeah. So you work on those areas in the past. You work, yeah. you work on those areas and then you you go back and you revisit those traumas with adult eyes, right. with mm -hmm. enlightened mm -hmm. eyes, and then you transmute that so that it's not still stuck in your body because yep. stagnicity is what uh, brings that the disease about. So what are some of the, um, the, the scientific discussions between modern science and this ancient practice? Like, Well, I, they are starting to look mainly at the scientific community is starting to look more at meditation mm -hmm. more than anything else. They're not looking so much at the nutrition, not that I have, have seen. Mm -hmm. You know, um, There hasn't been enough studies for that, but I can tell you in my own practice what I've seen mm -hmm. happen. So one great example is of one of my clients who came to me for digestive issues. And she said, you know, I just, I really need to get to the bottom of this and a couple of other issues. And as we were having the conversation, she mentioned that she had this recurring problem with her ankle. And I said, oh, well, all right, um, are you having fertility issues? And she looked at me like, huh? Oh, no. Wow. You know, and I said, okay. And then we kept talking and she said, why did you ask me a few minutes ago about fertility? I said, well, you know, in Ayurveda, we learn about, you know, all of the different aspects of the body and what corresponds to what and so the gonads um, there's a reflex point for the gonads in the ankle so if you have a recurring issue it might mean a fertility issue and she was like oh and then about a half hour later she started talking about her child that she adopted because the doctor told her 10 years ago she was infertile i was like hello woman <laughs> did i not ask <laughs> you about ever. fertility yeah. she had forgotten about it because the doctor told her she had written it off right uh -huh. so i told her the beauty of ayurveda is that when you heal one thing in the body you begin to heal all Everything. things in the body mm -hmm. right so if you don't want to get pregnant i'm just telling you once we start working on stuff it could happen and she just thought I was insane. She really, every month I said this to her, and every month she just would roll her eyes at me. She and so we started working together in July, and in January she was pregnant. <laughs> I was going to ask you, did she get pregnant? Well, I have I a picture it. of her son it. on my website. Oh, my yeah. God, that's awesome. Gorgeous little boy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's yeah. so beautiful. That was several that's years so ago. Yeah, so, and, and she even, she put a testimonial on my mm -hmm. website and said, you know, 
what's so interesting is I was just trying to get healthy. Mm-hmm. All I was yeah. trying to do is get healthy. I had and the then same exact thing happened with a client got pregnant too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> doctors will tell medical doctors if they don't know why you can't have a baby, they'll just say you can't have kids. Yeah. And I'm like, well, could you at least find say, out? <laughs> at least say to the client, I don't know why, because that will at least give the client something to look for. You know, if you if the doctor doesn't know why, then they'll have to look somewhere else. Uh-huh. But if you, you say you can't have it, then then they're thinking, oh, well, this is a done deal. I'm like, it's never a done. The body is never a done deal. Mm-hmm. Right. They're like writing. Unless it it's gangrene. You know, it, you can you can always <laughs> you go can't, back. You can't <laughs> put it back on. <laughs> <and> <laughs> lure, right? Well, Dr. Phillips. Thank you for joining us today on the Holistic Healing Hour. We learned so much from you today. Well, I know I did. I, I learned a oh, whole yeah, lot. Oh, <laughs> yeah, a lot. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for having me. It's, it's, I love talking about Ayurveda. It's beautiful science. Well, it can is. you share with everybody and tell everybody else how they can get a hold of you and find out more so that they can sure. share in your wisdom? I've got lots of information on my websites, www.radianthealthstrategies.com, radianthealthstrategies.com. And I'm building a new website, www.drphil.com. So there's lots of information about Ayurveda on Radiant Health Strategies. I'm migrating it over. So uh, be patient with the drphil.com. <laughs> and they can find you on social media through your social website media, too. Social media, yeah, Radiant Health Strategies, LLC, on Facebook, my Twitter handle is Get Radiant. Mm-hmm. Please, everybody. Get, get Radiant. radiant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's important. And then I have lots of videos on my YouTube channel, and that's Radiant Health Strat. Radiant yeah, I've Health seen some S-T-R-A-T. of your YouTube videos. They're pretty cool. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> You're thank welcome. You. And Melissa, thank you for being my co-host today. And tell the audience where they can find you. You can find me at melissabinkley.com or purebodyloveretreats.com for my retreat that's coming up in October. And on Facebook, Melissa Binkley, uh, Pure Body Love. Put in Pure Body Love or Melissa Binkley anywhere and you'll pretty much find me. Awesome. And you can find me on Facebook, Monica Gonzalez or Tashani on Facebook. So we are wrapping up the show today. Thanks again for joining us. The whole... We um, wanted to thank the Own Your Power Network for having us here today and supporting us. The Own Your Power Radio Network is a 24-hour network of personal and business development. We also have R&B, soul, and eclectic grooves to keep you in a good mood. Find out more about our shows by checking out the schedule on www.ownyourpowerlifestyle.com. Click radio and you'll be in the know. Also, find us on Holistic Healing Hour on Facebook. And download the the player so you can hear it past shows. Special thanks to you guys in the studio for coming in today. And that is it for the Holistic Healing Hour today. Thank you, guys. Are you a holistic business owner looking to network with like-minded professionals and grow your business? Then you need to learn all about the Holistic Chamber of Commerce of Fort Lauderdale and Broward County. They have monthly meetings, workshops, and masterminds that are not only fun and entertaining, they are designed to help you grow and expand your business so you can make a bigger impact and serve more people. Go to their website, holisticfortlauderdale.com 
and sign up for their mailing list and learn more about their upcoming events. That's www.holisticfortlauderdale.com. 